Hello, 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 and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast. I am your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and it is a beautiful day today. Um, I still have my windows open to let in some sunlight, and I am so happy that it is a beautiful first day of April, Um, and it's pretty significant that I am... (laughs) actually starting this podcast on the first day of a new month. Holy heck. Um, It is April 1st. Um, This is not an April Fool's joke. I am not just starting this podcast to be an April Fool. (laughs) But um, I, I love the fact that it is actually the first day of a new month and it's also the new moon in Aries. So that's pretty significant. Um, considering that this is going to be a spiritual podcast, um, that I am uploading this and I am starting this on the first day of a new month. Um, new intentions, new goals, new, (laughs) new things, guys. (laughs) So, um, I, I wanted to start this, um, this podcast by doing a little bit of an introductory episode. Um, I knew that when I started a podcast, whether it was going to be um, as a video podcast on YouTube or an audio podcast on Spotify or or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts um, uh, and and technically here on Anchor because this is where I'm starting the podcast, um, (laughs) I I always knew that I wanted to do something introductory to kickstart it before I really got into a lot of the the topics that I would be discussing. Um, Hang on one second, my throat is starting to feel a little dry because I'm talking too fast. Um, So let me go ahead and get myself some water, some much needed water. If I can find a water glass, that would be great. That would be great. Um, Headphone warning for headphone users. I'm going into my cabinet and grabbing a glass to get myself some water. So give give me one, one little second here. Um, so, boop, boop, ba-doop, 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 boop. You're, you're following me around my house while I get some water at the moment. <laughs> um, good little way to start off this, this podcast by, you know, just being natural and just being me and not scripting anything. Um, I want to preface by saying that this podcast is mostly going to be unscripted. Um, and with that, that also means that there might be a little bit of swearing, um, so be forewarned. Um, this podcast is going to be unscripted. This podcast is just going to be delving right into the topics, but I will do my best to, um, at the beginning of each episode, if I know that I need to put a trigger warning, I will definitely be doing that because some of the topics that we will be discussing might be a little bit triggering for people. An example of that is going to be when I start discussing things like Dark Knight of the Soul. That is a topic that can sometimes be triggering for people. So I will be sure to add a little bit of a trigger warning disclaimer before that episode. That was me taking a sip of water. So excuse me. But um, I also want to preface this... um, and I will probably be prefacing every episode like this from henceforth to remind everyone that this is a safe space. Um, at least for the first few episodes, I do want to remind people that this is a safe space for everyone of any religious affiliation, um, any ethnicity, any racial background, um, any affiliation and orientation within the LGBTQ community, um, whether you're an ally or you are a part of that community. I myself am a part of that community and I identify as female non-binary. My pronouns are she, they. Um, so this, this podcast, along with anything else that I create under the Skellington Grin name, is a safe space, first and foremost. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you do, You are safe, you are seen, you are valid, you are protected, you are guided, and you are loved in this community. So with that being said, I'm going to start this little introductory episode. So um, get comfortable, uh, 
get yourself a, a nice warm blanket, get yourself a, a, a mug of tea or coffee or whatever you choose to drink. I don't care if you want to drink hot chocolate on the first day of April when it, it might be hot outside if it is where, where you're at. <laughs> like, do you. <laughs> do you. Uh, be you. Um, if you are listening to this while you are commuting to or from work, please be sure to drive safely um, and pay attention to the road. Uh, I, don't, I don't want my voice distracting you too much to where you are not paying attention to the road. Um, <laughs> And um, let's dive right in. So as this is an introductory episode, I want to go ahead and say first, um, what brought me here? Why am I creating this podcast? Um, So like I said, this podcast is going to be a safe space for people. So why I wanted to create this podcast was to expand my already ever growing community of, of like-minded individuals. Um, I really want to connect with more people who are into spirituality and spiritual practices, um, spirituality and its ties with religion, spirituality and its ties with psychology, um, spirituality and how it affects um, your mental, emotional, and physical well-being and how um, your mental, emotional, and physical bodies are connected to your spiritual body and how they all work in tandem to, to um, give you the best life that you can possibly have. And how if, if one thing might feel out of balance, then maybe everything else is going to be out of balance too. Um, but also, you know, people who, even if you don't read tarot or practice witchcraft or study witchcraft or study magic or fully 100% invest in it the way that I do, you at least have an interest in it and you might want to know a little bit more about it so that you can understand your friends who do practice or you can understand your partner who practices. Um, and, and I just really wanted to expand my community really. Um, so, so that's what, what really got me to creating this podcast. Um, a couple of years back, I had the idea to start a YouTube and it never really took off because there was always something getting in the way. Um, and not necessarily just, you know, oh, I'm, I'm using that like a, like a bemoaning that and, and like feeling remorseful, like, oh, something got in the way, you know, but like, (laughs) and, 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 and I'm sorry if I, if I might be mocking somebody right now, um, that is not my intention, but I'm not like, what I mean is that I'm not like pining and, and, and like saying this woe is me story, like something got in the way, but, um, you know, I was, when I, when I first had the idea to do it, I was in school, um, I was in college studying English literature and, um, you know, I was, I was very committed to, to school at the time. So unfortunately, um, trying to commit to something else at that time, um, something that was going to be uh, a lot of time spent, you know, editing videos and um, working with, with different things was not really in the cards for me, uh, so to speak, <laughs> back then, because um, it would have taken up a lot of time and energy to be able to sit down and create the content and edit the content and um, I didn't have the tools that I have now to be able to do that. I didn't have the space in my life that I have now to be able to do that. And and yeah, it was, it was going to be a lot harder to do that, especially when you are a college student living on campus in a dorm. You don't have anything but maybe your laptop and a phone <laughs> to be able to create content. You don't have a tripod to set your phone onto to be able to, you know, be hands-free while you're shuffling tarot cards to be able to do a, a tarot video, right? Um, so, so yeah, uh, it, it was it was a little bit kind of more of a, an idea that I just really couldn't act on at the time. And now I'm able to do that. Um, I am literally sitting on my couch right now, 
drinking my glass of water. I've got my blinds open to let the sunlight in and I am recording this on my iPhone. <laughs> so, um, but, but back then, back then when I had first had the idea to, to kind of like do any kind of podcasting or videos, I didn't have an iPhone. Um, I had an HP laptop and an Android that was, uh, slowly starting to give out on me. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best conditions to be a content creator back then. Um, and I was also very busy with school and school was my top priority. So trying to create something else to be more of a priority than school just was not going to happen. Um, so, uh, but, but regardless of that, um, I wound up doing what I needed to do at that time to get myself to where I needed to be. And it gave me more time because I was in school to um, study, actually. Um, so what I wound up doing instead of creating was learning. Um, learning about different spiritual practices. Learning about um, myself and, and what I really resonated with. Um, and why I was so drawn to... Um, tarot and Wicca and witchcraft and Reiki and and different things and I haven't I haven't studied Reiki in the in the way of like being able to do Reiki on people but I studied Reiki in um, being able to understand okay well what is it and how is it beneficial and um, would I ever consider getting a Reiki um, you know, alignment done. And, and I have several friends who are Reiki practitioners and like, I really need to reach out to, to some of them at some point and be like, Hey, I would love to get a Reiki healing from you. You, you fine, fine specimen of a human. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that, that, that came out way different than I had intended it to, but like, you know, um, you, you beautiful, you beautiful human. I, I want your, I want your mastery. I, I require your mastery right now. <laughs> um, another preface, another little time out here. I am very goofy. So if I, if I like go off on goofy tangents or anything like that, um, I, I don't necessarily apologize for that because that's part of, you know, my personality is I like to be goofy. Um, but, but if it sounds like a, a derail from the topic, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, in advance. <laughs> so, um, so bear with me. This, this, this podcast is going to be equal parts goofy, equal parts silly, equal parts serious. So, um, you're going to get a lot. <laughs> you're, you're going to get a lot with this podcast and you're going to get a lot of authenticity with this podcast because this podcast, like I said, is not going to be scripted. Um, I don't want to, to script this podcast because I, I just want to be me. I just want to present me, um, in this podcast. And, um, I will be occasionally, um, bringing in friends onto this podcast. So that's another reason why I don't want it to be scripted. I just want it to be conversation and discussion that just happens naturally and just flows and, and our ideas just bounce, 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 bounce off of each other. So like, like a little bouncy ball just going back and forth or like, um, if you, if you, (laughs) if you grew up, uh, if you grew up watching Flubber, you know how flubber bounces, just boing, 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 boing. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes within the same episode, um, even if we're covering one topic, uh, there might be a lot of, like, um, different perspectives on that topic, especially when I, when I do bring, uh, bring friends in. Um, so it's probably going to be a lot of boing, 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 boing back and forth. Um, so, so yeah, you've been forewarned, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, um, another thing to get back to what I was saying before, before I got off on that tangent on how, how goofy this will be. Um, but I, I was studying, you know, Reiki to understand what Reiki was. I was studying tarot. Um, I started studying tarot, uh, after I had gotten my first tarot reading when I was about 19 or 20 years old. Um, I was 
uh, dating this this one old friend from high school, and we had a mutual friend who did tarot readings. We had several mutual friends who did tarot readings. And the first tarot reading that I got was from a friend of mine who had the Deviant Moon tarot deck. And I, I now have my own copy of the Deviant Moon tarot deck because it is one of the most beautiful tarot decks I have ever seen. Um, <clears throat> if you are not familiar with it, um, the name pretty much speaks for itself. It has a lot of moon imagery and a lot of moon-focused imagery, a lot of celestial imagery, but um, it's also the deviant moon. And uh, the best way that I can describe the art style of these cards is like if you've seen like medieval jesters um, and and like court attire and court cards, um, like medieval courts, like jesters and and princes and and kings and princesses and stuff like that. It's kind of that kind of art style and it's very reminiscent of like, oh, oh, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like carnival, carnival imagery, I guess you could say like carnaval, um, uh, kind of like medieval Mardi Gras. <laughs> that's the best way that I can describe what the images on these cards look like. Medieval Mardi Gras. But, um, but, um, and, and I'm from, uh, I'm, I'm from Louisiana. So Mardi Gras is, is big for me. Um, I, I love Mardi Gras and, uh, Carnaval and all of that. So, um, and, and I say Carnival and Carnaval, um, because, um, I do like Carnaval season. Um, and, it's just it's just beautiful but that's a different topic um (laughs) but I I was interested and fascinated by these cards and um ever since then it kind of just took off and it started um me discovering different other things with with spirituality and divination and tarot cards and it started with tarot cards and like spirit science and and learning about sacred geometry and learning about the masculine and feminine energies and the different polarities and um and learning about chakras to to learning about reiki and how it can be beneficial um learning about meditation and the different types of meditation and how um, in typically in like Western meditation and probably the meditation that most of us are, are you know, more familiar with, um, it's a lot about kind of like that clearing your mind as opposed to um, a lot of Eastern meditations that really focus on being present in the body and getting grounded and and being aware of what's going on around you while you're meditating. Um, and being so aware that, you know, if you're meditating, you're not focusing on clearing your mind, you're not focusing too much on the thoughts that are happening in your mind. You're focusing on being present in, in what's around you. So so even when you're in a meditative state, you, you are aware of, you know, what's going on and happening around you so that if someone were to say, come up behind you and try to tap you on the shoulder, you'd be like, Hey, I know you're there, (laughs) you know, like, um, Hey, I know you're there. I'm kind of in the middle of a meditation. Can I help you? (laughs) Like, um, how can I help you? How may I help you today? Uh, (laughs) but, but yeah, um, I, I learned about the different types of meditation. I learned that, you know, there are different ways that you can meditate for anxiety versus um, ways that you can meditate for confidence and, you know, just just different practices. And, um, and now uh, I have gotten more into different yoga practices, different meditative practices, and um, I started learning what uh, kundalini was and um, I kundalini is probably one of my favorite types of meditations and yoga practices because it really does activate um, the immune system it really can help to activate um, the chakra system the lymphatic system in the body and um, you know just all kinds of different systems on both a spiritual and physical level um, which therefore activates an emotional and mental response and um, can, can kind of like help uh, along with any other practices that you're doing. Um, 
and and uh, it wasn't until my mid twenties. Um, I'm now in my late twenties. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you exactly how old I am, but um, you can guess. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably say um, closer to my birthday um, or on my birthday when I do my my birthday episode uh, how old I actually am then. Um, but. Uh, I, um, in my mid-twenties, um, I was kind of in the middle of my, um, actually, no, let me, let me go a little bit before then. Um, so like I said, I had gotten my first tarot reading when I was about 19 or 20 years old, and then when I was 21, right before I went to college. I went out with my partner at the time and we went down to New Orleans and we went to, um, we went shopping in the, uh, we went shopping in the French Quarter before we went to a concert that wound up being canceled due to the weather. Um, we had gotten free tickets to go see Seether and, um, Seether's one of my favorite bands and, um, we unfortunately didn't get to stay for the rest of the show because it wound up um, turning into a very rainy night. Um, so uh, we didn't get to stay for the rest of the show, and um, that wound up being a bummer. But while we were waiting for the show, we, we wound up going to New Orleans um, a few hours before the show started so that we would, one, be able to get into the venue um, kind of early, and then two, be able to, um, you know, just kind of like spend the day together in New Orleans and, and go shopping in the French Quarter and have beignets and stuff like that before we went to the show. And um, we went to a shop called Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo. Um, and I saw a steampunk tarot deck while we were there. And uh, I have a very big affinity for like steampunk and <laughs> and you know just just different kinds of like um, things like that. I've always liked the Victorian era type stuff and um, the Industrial Revolution type stuff. Um, one of my favorite games to play when I was younger was was Fable. And and <laughs> in Fable, like if you if you look at the world, if you look at the uh, if you look at the kingdom, it's a lot of like. Uh, you know, kind of like industrial revolution happening, <laughs> and um, you know the the attire is very like you know you've got your um, you've got your like uh, royal attire, but then you've also got like steampunk attire, especially when you see like the um, the like the district city around uh, around the the kingdom and like you know kind of what the people are wearing and and the cobblestone streets and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so. Um, my first tarot deck that I ever bought was the steampunk tarot deck, but before that I had gotten, um, gifted, uh, a friend of mine had passed it down to me, a quick and easy rider weight tarot, um, that kind of, uh, had the, uh, the quick and easy rider weight, um, the rider weight tarot is the, the more well-known tarot because that is the traditional, um, but then the quick and easy tarot um, had the descriptions for um, what the what the cards symbolized and how you could read them when they are upright and how you can read them when they are reversed. And then so did the the steampunk tarot. It came with a guidebook, um, so it would tell you what the what the symbolism of the card itself. Um, meant within like the traditional meaning of the tarot but then also what the symbolism of the card itself meant being within the steampunk tarot um, because when you when you're dealing with different decks that are like, like that have different imagery for example because they all play on the you know traditional rider weight and they technically will have similar meanings to that um, with with use in a general context but once you start really getting into okay well this is a steampunk tarot deck what is the imagery on these cards and and how can I interpret this differently than if I were to be reading another tarot deck 
Um, now I have a witch's tarot deck that was a Christmas gift from one of my best friends. Um, the steampunk tarot deck I wound up gifting to another best friend. Um, and uh, because he really likes steampunk and and the, the deck just wasn't resonating with me anymore and I don't know why. Um, like, like it, it wound up happening in college. That was the first deck that I took with me to college. Um, after I had gotten that deck, um, after I had bought the steampunk tarot deck and um, uh, wound up going through a, a, a breakup uh, with, a, with a partner that, that I bought them with, um, before I went into college, um, I, I asked that, that person, I said, okay, well, are you going to be using this, this tarot deck? And they said, no. And I said, okay, well, will I be able to keep it? And they said, you know what? Fine. <laughs> like, um, and, uh, I, I wound up taking it with me and I wound up taking it with me to college and I wound up practicing, uh, doing tarot readings on friends every now and again, um, just kind of like as like a little hobby, um, and I was doing readings for free and, um, you know, just to practice and just to kind of learn the tarot for a little bit. And then, um, in my mid twenties, um, I started practicing the tarot a little bit more and I started really like practicing with my, my steampunk tarot deck a little bit more. And I started reading the guidebook and I started, um, I, came across a website called biddytarot.com um, by Bridget Esselmont, uh, based out of Australia. And I honestly, I love Bridget. <laughs> she is one of my favorite like professional tarot readers who has her own like website for tarot resources um, for you to learn how to read the tarot intuitively um, through free workshops and through paid workshops. Um, how to just read the tarot cards on your own um, without the workshops, like because she's got the tarot card descriptions on her website. Um, and, and I love the, the, the formatting and the setup that she uses. And um, I love the fact that like her, um, her like name for it is Biddy Tarot um, because Biddy is um, her, her like nickname and is actually a nickname um, that I've heard used before for Bridget and and it's so cute um so so whenever um I I come across and and sorry if I'm using the word um a lot I I use um as a filler um <laughs> I just did it again <laughs> but uh whenever I come across people who are learning the tarot and and going on their own tarot journeys and they're looking for um resources to to learn how to read the cards aside from just a guidebook that they can get with a tarot deck that they buy i will direct them to biddytarot.com i said look this is one of the best resources that i've used and this is a, a good resource that can help you um, she has free resources on the website to teach you how to read the cards intuitively you can sign up for her email newsletter to to get different um, kind of tips and tricks. You can go on the website, and um, it's actually one of the uh, first things that comes up on Google when you go into the search engine optimizer, um, and uh, and you look up tarot card meanings. Like if you were to type in the tower tarot card meaning. Biddy Tarot is one of the first things that pulls up for the tarot card meaning and, and you can click on the link to the Biddy Tarot website um, that's provided to give you that the meaning for that tarot card and, and that was how I learned how to read the tarot cards more effectively. Um, and if I ever have a question to this day, if I'm like, wait a minute, what does this tarot card mean? Um, and what does it mean in conjunction with this tarot card? Sometimes I will, I will still use Biddy Tarot um, to to kind of give me a little bit of a refresher course if if I draw a blank when when I when I pull a specific tarot card. But 
Um, after, after really like practicing with myself um, and doing daily tarot card pulls for myself and doing daily collective pulls um, on Instagram at one point, I had two Instagram accounts. I had one that was a personal account and then one that was a business account under the name Divining with Bronte. It was um, Alice Bronte Divination at one point, and then I changed it to Divining with Bronte and played on my middle name, which uh, the B stands for Bronte, um, like Charlotte Bronte. Um, but instead of being a last name, it's a middle name, and and it's stuck. It's 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 beautiful. Like I, I love it. <laughs> it's so it's so different, you know. And and I've always liked being different. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no. Um, but I, I had uh, a business page on Instagram called Divining with Bronte, and I would do collective daily tarot card pulls. And um, I would do either oracle pulls, I would do pick a card, I would do daily collective pulls, I would do love readings, I would do um, love and sex advice, I would do twin flame daily oracle pull. Just different, just different types of divination with with cards, um, and uh, card divination is usually called cardomancy um, because uh, you know you're using cards to to read um, and give advice. So um, I would use tarot cards, I would use oracle cards, I would use a blend, I would use my pendulum, I would use. Um, crystals and and do like a pick a card and like pick a crystal um <laughs> I would do um what else would I do I'm trying to think I, I had it on the tip of my tongue like what else I would do um but yeah uh, I, I I started expanding I would do like a blend of, of different types of oracle cards I would do a blend of different types of tarot cards I would do uh, Lenormand at one point. Um, I stopped doing Lenormand uh, because I wanted to focus more on the Oracle and the Tarot. Um, but I do still use Lenormand cards sometimes. Um, I, I love Lenormand cards because they're, they're different. Um, and not only just because they're different, but because they it's one single picture that tells a thousand words and has a thousand different meanings. You know, and, and you can say the same for the tarot and, 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 and you would be right because you can, you can interpret, you know, say the tower card in the tarot, for example, is one of the cards that a lot of people don't like to see come up because it, um, like when you look at the image on the card, it's a tower with two people jumping from it um, and it's on fire <laughs> normally. Um, but I interpret the tower card as, um, I interpret the tower card as this. Even when that tower is broken down, you still have a foundation. Even when something crumbles, there is still a foundation, whether that foundation is the earth that it was standing on or an actual foundation like a, like a slab uh, or, or the bare bones of the house right? <clears throat> so, so if you're thinking about it like that, when a tower moment happens in your life, it's, it's directing you to, to focus on that foundation. And that foundation could possibly just be you and, and how you think and how you operate and how you feel and, and how that plays into your responses and your reactions to the world around you. Um, but I could see it as a foundation as a as a way to get back to that foundation and as a way to rip the facade away so that you can actually be more authentic whereas another reader might might look at the the tower card and be like hey something's gotta end in your life and uh i think you know what it is you know and and more often than not the the tower card does come up when something has to end in your life and you know what it is but you're afraid to to get rid of it because you're just like oh wow, so now the mask has to come off and now I'm, you know, seeing somebody's true colors or people are seeing my true colors and, and, and it can be heavy hitting. It really can. Um, and, and that's why I say the tarot is not for everybody and that you take what resonates and you leave what doesn't. And a lot of tarot readers will tell you that take what resonates, leave what doesn't. 
um, because not every message is meant for you and not every message is meant for you to hear and sometimes you're not ready to hear the message. Um, but it, it's, it's a way to explore the truth as it's being laid out for you. Um, even, if they're, even if you, within yourself, you know the truth and you're finding it hard to accept, sometimes the tarot can help you accept it a little bit better. And sometimes the tarot will, will call you out and you weren't expecting it. Um, I've even had my tarot cards call me out and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to surrender <laughs> as opposed to trying to, excuse me, trying to resist the truth. Um, but the biggest lesson that I have for that is to, is to just go ahead and as much as you possibly can in your comfort level, lean into the truth that the tarot is telling you as opposed to trying to resist it. But, um, anyway, so, so moving on from, from, you know, trying to, to get into that topic right at this moment, um, because I want to do that in a different episode. I want to. I want to do that in a later episode, probably um, episode two, where I just specifically talk about tarot. Um, but moving on from, you know, kind of like my mid-20s and, you know, kind of studying the tarot a little bit more um, and learning how to, to read the tarot intuitively, I started actually offering readings, um, paid readings. Um, I started with friends and then I wound up finding, um, online resources where I could start doing that, um, uh, professionally. And I did work with, um, a professional website at one point, um, and then figured out that maybe that wasn't for me. That wasn't the way that I should be doing it. I should be doing it for myself. Even if I am doing it for a profit, I should be doing it, um, and setting my own rates and setting my own goals um, and setting my own worth as opposed to having my worth determined by a website that is only paying me so much a minute but charging the <clears throat> charging the guest getting the reading more than I'm getting back you know so I realized that wasn't working out for me and that if I really do believe in myself as a tarot reader, then it doesn't matter how much I'm getting paid necessarily for the reading, but I need to set my own worth. I need to assess my own worth for if I'm doing tarot readings professionally and, and people are coming to me paying for this advice. Um, so I said, all right, so I'm going to do it professionally, but I'm going to do it differently. And, um, so, so I did that in my, in my mid twenties. Um, and then I had to stop doing that because I was focusing on school again. And I went through a couple of really bad breakups, but like being spiritual and, and focusing on my spiritual journey and having friends in my corner who were kind of on the same level as me, like, um, uh, intellectually and spiritually and you know they were just like-minded people um in different ways really helped me to kind of like heal from those breakups and and go through those breakups and and kind of like recognize who I was again outside of those relationships I really had to go through um redefining who I was as a person because my uh, self-identity was tied for so long to the relationships that I was in and and I felt like I had no self outside of that um, aside from the self that I was in school and uh, I really had to figure out who I was again and I wound up um, introducing new habits into my life and cutting out old ones um, that were harmful to me um, uh, such as uh, smoking I, I, I was uh, I was uh, smoking and drinking during a time in my life, and um, I realized that that wasn't healthy for me anymore. Um, and then I started to explore 
different aspects of myself and different things that I wanted to do to um, take better care of my health um, and cutting certain things out of my daily diet. Um, not necessarily like going on a diet or like a fad diet or anything like that, but definitely um, looking at what foods I was sensitive to and um, different things like that and and how that was impacting me mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And um, then I started to go through my own journey with um, soulmates and twin flames. And um, when the pandemic hit <clears throat> was when things really started to pick up and get really significant for me. Because um, when the pandemic hit, I did go through the worst <laughs> bout of depression, um, as, as a lot of people did. Um, because especially when you are a more extroverted person and you're, and you're being forced to be isolated, um, and, and you have all of this energy inside you, but nowhere to put it and, and nothing to do with it. Um, it can, it can, you know, kind of like make you reevaluate and, 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 and you have to reassess and you have to readjust to that. And, um, so going through the pandemic, um, and, and, you know, still being in school and, um, getting a new car and, and just different things like that and, and working on my independence and, you know, living with family and different things like that really kick-started more of my spiritual journey and, um, me learning different things about myself and relearning how to readjust and, um, and going through, uh, phases that I really needed to go through. I got diagnosed with clinical manic depressive disorder um, in 2020, and I was on trigger warning. Um, I was on sertraline for a bit, uh, and then I recognized that being on that medication was hurting me more, so I wound up getting off of that medication. Then in 2021, I had a very significant experience happen between me and an old friend. Um, I'm not going to go into the heavy details, but after that experience, I went through kind of a high and low, um, back and forth uh, for months from March to well up into the new year, um, where I I had to reevaluate myself, and I was also working at um, a metaphysical shop in my local community and doing readings, like I said. And uh, I, I was happy, but I was also very unhappy. And I feel like a lot of people could see that in my life, that I was very unhappy. And I was focusing on things that maybe I shouldn't have been focusing on. Um, and, but I really needed to go through that. I really needed to go through that experience. And I really needed to have this experience with this friend because it made me realize some of the things that I was still doing in myself to keep myself stuck in repeating patterns and um, emotionally damaging not only myself, but my friendships that I had. And um, yeah, and, and it, wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty experience but it was a needed experience. And um, then after that, I kind of went through a dark night of the soul um, because I was going on um, a different phase of my spiritual journey. And I was also um, really focusing on doing twin flame readings for other people. And because I was doing a lot of twin flame readings and um, discovering twin flames with, with my clientele, um, I was also, I guess, inherently on my own twin flame journey. And then I went through this dark night of the soul. And I kept trying to deny that I was going through that. But then once I really like sat down with myself at the beginning of this year, I realized that that's what was happening. And um, then at the beginning of this year, I was working for a company that I, that I will choose to, you know, not disclose. Um, but I was working for a company, it was a corporate company. And um, I recognized that 
that wasn't where I needed or wanted to be. Like, yes, it was helping me financially because I was working actively and I was, you know, working 40 hour plus work weeks. Um, but it was taking a toll on me again, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And I, I had to get out. So I wound up moving on from that, going back to an old job that I loved and then creating content from home. And while being in this, in this space where I'm creating content from home has been a slow start, it's been quite possibly the happiest I've ever been in my life. And it's because I'm choosing my happiness and I'm choosing to do things that make me happy. And I'm, you know, uh, leaning into that creativity and recognizing that my purpose is that creativity. But um, sorry that that took a bit of a, a serious tone there for a bit. But, um, but yeah, um, so uh, now I'm going to jump into, okay, well, where did I get the name from? <laughs> so where does Skellington Grin come from? Ooh. It comes from a play on my last name because my last name is Skellinger. And um, my favorite character from one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely all time is um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, one of the ways in which I've helped people to understand how to pronounce my last name is to say, okay, well, you know who Jack Skellington is? That's how you pronounce it. Because people will say Schellinger or Schellinger, and I don't, I don't correct them because I'm just like, hey, you're, you're at least trying. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, like, hey, you, you pronounced it, you know, pretty okay. So, so I usually just let it slide, but, um, and, and that's how I am about my name too. Like, I mean, uh, you know, when, when people say Bronte over Bronte or when people call me Alex versus Alice, I'm just like, it's Alice, but sure. Like, like, I'm just like, Hey, as long as you're not calling me, Hey, you, uh, or, or any kind of derogatory name or anything like that, then I'm fine. You know, like, I'm just like, yeah. I'd rather you mess up my name and me, like, have to, you know, like, tell you, hey, um, you messed up my name a little bit, it's actually this. Um, the only time that I do get upset about people messing up my name is, is if they consistently do it after I've already helped them to be, because then it's just like, okay, now you're just being deliberately disrespectful. But, um, but anyway, like, the way in which I would help people to understand how to pronounce my last name was to be like, yeah, um, it's actually Skellinger, um, but, um, like, it's not Skellinger, but it's Skellinger, um, so, like, think of, think of, um, think of Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas, and how his name is Skellington, yeah, so, so, and, and, like, I, I, I don't know how it took me this long to realize that I could use that, um, as a play on my name, and it, and it started as just a fun little kitschy thing that I did, um, for my, for my social media, my, my private social media, and, and now all of my social media is, is public and creator content, um, because I said, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to do a private social media thing, I don't want to, I don't want to just have social media for, for just my friends, I want to be able to have social media to actually create and connect and, um, broaden my community and expand my community. Um, that's what social media is for, for me. Like I'm using it to expand myself and my community of like-minded people and connect with more like-minded people. So instead of using social media just to keep in touch with my close friends, because, um, if I really wanted to use social media just to keep in touch with my close friends, that's what I got my phone for. That's what I've got my number for. <laughs> like, like, I give you my number if I want to, you know, keep in close contact with you. Um, but if I want to, you know, exp expand my community and broaden my horizons, that's what I use social media for. Um, so now, <laughs> now my social media is, is public and, um, I, I'm using it to create and upload content. Um, 
and and like I said, I have I have uh, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, uh, my YouTube is still a work in progress. I have a Patreon, um, and uh, Patreon is is the same name as this. It's just Skellington Grin, um, no spaces. Uh, the S is capitalized and the G is capitalized. Um, the G on Grin. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, but I I decided one day that instead of um, going back to having two separate accounts for business versus personal, I might as well just just take Skellington Grin and run with it and make that my business. And you know, instead of um, doing like divining with Bronte and trying to resurrect that, um, why not just be Skellington Grin just across the board and, and, you know, just kind of be me doing what I want to do, um, instead of be me doing what I want to do, but having another alias to do that and having way too many things open and way too many tabs open and way too many like profiles that I have to run to be able to do that. Um, so, so I just kept it as one name, uh, multiple platforms, but one name. So, so yeah, it's like, it's more manageable to have one platform on YouTube that's under the one name and, and, you know, have the same name for my YouTube and my Instagram and my Twitter and my Patreon and my podcast and just have it all connected. It's all the same name. And even though I have multiple platforms to run, multiple platforms that I'm using, it's all one community. So it felt a little less overwhelming to do it that way than to try to resurrect um, something that I had already closed. Um, So yeah, that's where Skellington Grin comes from. And um, another thing before I run out of time uh, that I wanted to say is um, the, the image that I chose for, for my little um, profile image uh, is the death card, is, is a version of the death card from the tarot over um, a flaming rose. <laughs> um, roses are my favorite, roses are my favorite flower. Um, the flaming rose because I always feel like there's a fiery passion inside me to to do what I want to do and to be a creator and um, I've always seen fire and spark being ignited as um, a symbolism of creative inspiration being ignited and taking inspired action to to work towards your goals um, and one of the, the biggest, one of the biggest uh, representations of my, my sun sign, which is Scorpio, um, is the death card in the tarot because um, Scorpio and uh, the symbol for Scorpio, the scorpion itself, is a symbol of death and rebirth um, because Scorpios, like other arachnids, have a very hard exoskeleton that they shed to be able to grow. And... Um, the death card is a card in the tarot that not a lot of people like to see, um, similarly to the tower card or the devil card. Um, but the death card is one of the ones that, especially when I do my readings, I do, you know, try to try to reassure my clients like, hey, just because this death card is coming up, it doesn't mean anything bad. It just means that a cycle is ending so that a new cycle can begin. And I really love the symbolism of that. So, um, so yeah, but, um, I'm going to go ahead and end this first episode here. Um, and I really hope that you enjoyed this first episode and that, um, you will continue to stick around for the rest of the content because a lot of this content is going to be, you know, really surprising, really exciting, really informative. And I appreciate you for listening and thank you for sharing your time with me today. And I hope to see you soon on the rest of the Skellington Grin podcast. So uh, I will, I will see you guys later and love you. Bye.